Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again. Since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and elders who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we get to talk to the very cool, intuitive, marketing, soul tribe, branding expert, Kristen Balter. Kristen discusses how a midlife crisis seven years ago turned into a midlife awakening. And from there, she let her intuitive powers unleash on her design and branding business. She tells us how she now inspires others to unlock their greatness and tap into their knowing and walk into all you are meant to be. Kristen journeys to my favorite, Bali. Tulum is next for her tribe immersion, it looks like, and many other locales for her mastermind retreats. Kristen Balter is a founder of LifeX Design, creator of the Magic of You program, and founder of Soul Tribe Camp and Soul Tribe Digital, and Magic to Stars. All of these brands of Kristen's are meant to get you unlocking, unblocking, and unfolding your unique and most divine purpose, and then empowering you with the knowledge, passion, and power to create and embody and be your best self and personal brand. She's going to tell us how to do this right now. She has amazing energy and a way with words that you get to hear. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Kristen. Wow, thank you so much for having me. I need to hire you to do all of my introductions. That was amazing. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, Magic Sister just sounds like this soul sisterhood. It just sounds so, so cool to me. Let's start with that. What is it and how did you get to that. Sure. Magic Sis Stars was actually just birthed this year. So like the sisterhood that we did, Sis Stars, that was fun. And that was really because it actually was birthed from a woman named Dr. Sareha, who really talks about, um, you know, she's a doctor, but also she's a dryadic priestess, so a shaman, and she studies the trees. And so we were talking about sisterhood, and she was the one who actually mentioned, you know, you're more like a sis star. And so Uh, And so I believe that we're all stars, whether it's within Soul Tribe Camp or the unfolding of our, you know, our uniqueness here on this planet, you know, the you that nobody else can can do better. And we really take that all the way through to Soul Tribe Digital, where we talk about, you know, launching you like the star that you are, right? Really, really creating a space where people can explode again authentically and really share their message with the world, you know, so that creatives and change makers and all the people where their voices might go a little bit less heard within digital platforms, because a lot of times the, the creative and the change maker is so busy doing what they're doing, they don't have time for digital. So, so that runs all the way through with, with Soul Tribe Digital. But with the Magic Sisters this year in particular, I really wanted to help be a part of the change of emboldening women, right? I think we had a little touch point on it before we started this interview, just that I think myself personally, I didn't realize you know, what a quote unquote minority I was just being a woman. I've been a single mom for my daughter's 14 years of of growing up and just, you know, just the various challenges of just being, being a woman. And now I think is now, I always think now there's no better time than now, but uh, you know, now to, to be a woman, we have this incredible opportunity, I think to, to let's play ball, you know, everybody. And so it's been a beautiful experience. We run a a mastermind every Saturday with women's. We have some groups on the side in, in, you know, WhatsApp or with Zoom. And I really just try to co-create, cross-pollinate and and collaborate and, and get that old school sort of 
there's a lot of words that exist in business that are really masculine to me, you know, like networking and all these things. And I really want to make to the space of this more divine feminine that's rising, right? We need both masculine and feminine, but bringing the, the feminine qualities into it. And by nature, feminine is, is this, is this essence of collaboration and supporting one another and helping one another. That is a sisterhood, right? So this year has just been extra magic because we've been able to align with powerful women really leading in the change. Yeah, that's for sure. I just did live stream YouTube this morning about how we all have our unique handprint and to walk through our mistakes and it's okay and and to keep going because because of our unique handprint. So the stars you were talking about, yeah, I mean, just like the there's no two stars that are alike that we each have something magical to give in this world. So it, it's a good segue to what you were just saying. <laughs> program. Yes. And I love this year. I also learned the changing the two to the four, which is what I hear you saying too. And that's really like changing what happened to us to what happened for us. Because, you know, in, in my thinking there, there are no mistakes. There are no universal mistakes. We have this opportunity to really co-create and coalesce and dance with the universe. The more we step into our, our magic and the more we step into our own personal voices and the ride isn't always easy, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a journey and, but it's, it's to be embraced, I think. And I think that with it comes ups and downs and challenges, but I really do believe that they all happen for us, for our greater good, our greatness, and maybe, maybe for us to be challenged so we can help other people more, you know, so we can be you know, life's, life's definitely not easy for the great majority of the population. So the more we can see eye to eye, everybody like brothers and sisters, everybody like, you know, equal humans, the more opportunity we have to really make change and see the, you know, not only that are we unique in our, in our own voice print and messaging, but we have this necessity to rise up together as humans in the co-creation of that universal exchange. Oh, definitely. And it's only it's we all get our most growth from going riding the, those waves and going through our hardest periods. And we wouldn't be able to experience the joy without having the flip side anyway. We don't get to that bliss consciousness if we didn't have the other side of it. So how did you get to this place of doing? You have an intuitive branding business and you get to work with other conscious minded coaches and individuals, our vibe creates our tribe. So clearly you're attracting like-minded people to work with. So how did you get to this place where you're just born here? And I mean, well, obviously you were born here, but when did you awaken to it? Or That's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll, tell, I'll give you the, the quick little journey of me and where I'm at now. And that was that I've always been a really sort of business-driven woman, probably living more in my masculine. Again, we're, we're all men and women made up of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. We do this dance in our own bodies. And I had, you know, I would call myself this serial entrepreneur. You know, I had 13 years as a general contractor, interior designer with a super successful business. We also had a design company with jewelry. So everything was always in this creative sort of space, but I would end up creating this like, machine of a business, right? So at one point, what would trump the creative or take over was the necessity to run the business, right? Because I had that business, you know, kind of minded, right brain, go, go, go masculine. When And about seven years ago, I was breaking, like I was literally what I would watch other adults when I was younger going through what I would call a midlife crisis. And I was just 
saying to myself, I cannot do this. I don't want to go down the midlife crisis. I don't, but I started feeling empty. I started feeling lonely, you know, that loneliness that no partner can ever fulfill just this empty, like, what is the meaning? Why am I here? What am I doing? And am I meant to put another freaking subway towel in someone's house? This doesn't feel like my destiny, my Dharma, my purpose, <laughs> my essence. So I was so completely lost though, in the mind of what do I do though? Like, what would I be good at? How would I, you know, what it just, I was just completely lost. And so I had some ideas, of course, of, I was, I was great at creating businesses, but the last thing I wanted to do, cause my company was very successful, right? We had, I had a whole team of mouths to feed and, and we were getting lots of business and money was coming in, but I didn't want to just create another business. So I gave myself a year off. And I, you know, thankfully I had the finances to do so. And I just traveled, you know, we talked about Bali. I traveled to Bali. I traveled to Costa Rica. I traveled to Italy. I traveled actually to all the places that we run retreats now because it's kind of like my eat, pray, love journey. Right. And I just went, I just said magically, yes, I say, because I just said yes to everything that called me. And the moment that I started saying yes to myself, like putting myself first, you know, I know there's that author, I can't think of her name now, but she calls about burnt toast. Like as women, we're the ones who will like feed the kids the toast that's perfect and we'll eat the burnt leftovers, right? As moms, as women. And I began like saying, you know, most people spend, I, I read something like most people spend more money on their car tires than they do on their own personal growth. So I decided just to invest in myself. And I, I said, yes. And then that yes led me to another yes and the other yes to the other. And then the next thing I knew, I found myself like, you know, at incredible, like I, I, incredible retreats and conferences and adventures and meeting super cool people like Jay Shetty and Jim Quick and Wim Hof and like, and then having like lunch with these people and just having just incredible experiences. And so, and saying yes to masterminds and starting to do all these things I did. I didn't even know what a mastermind was then. And so from there, that year really changed my life, you know, and, and what, I, what I now do, the magic of you, a trademark program was this accumulation of not only that year, but the last seven years, then working with other facilitators, I say the teacher's always the student and likewise, because many people who come to retreats as guests, the next year, the next retreat, come back as facilitators, right? Because they, they've stepped into their, right? So I can give you an example as a woman named Joni, let's say, who came, came to the retreat. She was working in a particular field on the, it, um, she was also doing acupuncture. So by the time after she left, she was so inspired that she went back and got, you know, her coaching certificate and her NLP. And she's also an acupuncturist. So she can come to retreats and, you know, do so many other value adds for us. And so I just saw this beautiful dance really being so co-creative and, and again, like able to support one another, you know, didn't matter, teacher, student, who was who. And so I've now have this program where magic of you, which is I guide other people through that awakened journey. So now I actually channel, I'm, you know, call myself a seer. I mean, I really fully embrace my my channeling abilities, my, my clairsenses, you know, clairvoyance, claircognizance. And I work with sacred geometry and I channel sort of, and work with that person. I look at it still like how I did interior design. You know, if an interior designer shows up at your house and you want them to make your house look beautiful, you don't just give them the, the, the keys and the paint and all your money. You say, this is what I like. These are the colors that I like. This is who I am. And a good designer will really listen to you. And so what I'm trying to do you know, and that's where this life by design also company plays in is really co-create with that 
person, with that creative, with that change maker, really understand what is their vision, what is it that they want to unlock, but also remind them and guide them down this journey of who they've always been. Because a lot of times we really forget who we were when we were children, who we were, who we wanted to be. All of that creativity that still lives within us, right? The writer, the painter, the all of the, these things. And then we bring it, bring it together. And then that's why, again, all the way through to digital. And so digital just to end and hopefully I've gone on too much, but the digital was also birthed in that same vein, because what I would do is we would run these retreats all around the world. And I would see people step into their power, like these change makers. So you were like, boom, like they are ready to go. And then it was like, now what do I do? You know, how do I start an Instagram account? How do I get an incredible website? Like how, and I started seeing what people are just doing you know, I don't want to call it any website companies, but they weren't doing like custom wireframe as search engine optimized, you know, WordPress websites that could get them the results with search engine optimization and targeting and all of these things. They were getting sold in the icky world of business. And so I was like, how can I further advance the voice of the creative, the voice of the change maker, the voice of a person, you know, like coaches, facilitators, people making change, just so many industries where, and we're all change makers. It's about when you step into it. So some people come in already knowing like they got so much of it, but still we're doing that magic of you work. And some people really are like, just help me. Like at the start of the journey, you know, they can't pay their, their finance. They can't, they can't support themselves. Like I did for a year off until they figure it out and they want to figure it out now. Right. And so we do, we do that. So that's pretty much a lot of what we do. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. And, and to take it from that plane also. Mm-hmm. It's been a journey. You know, I think that the best, this is what I love about the whole Magic of You program, because the best journeys are, are yours. <laughs> we have all the answers. We've just been tricked by society, really, to be put in a box, right? And then we have to do is think outside of that. Right. Again, participating in the collective rise, the collective consciousness. But what who are you sovereign? You who is the you that has authority over you? And what do you want to bring to this universe? Like the original unique voice print that only you have. So if you're not sharing your voice by speaking up in this planet, then you're doing a disservice to all of us because that's your unique, authentic voice vibrational frequency. So I like to shift over, you know, I run these rooms and in magic and science and, and all of this stuff, because I'm really lit up by vibrational frequency and, and all of the science that is finally playing catch up to the mystic world and to you know, the, the, the things that we sort of knew intuitively are now coming to the forefront of, of learning. So I love working with, you know, I run rooms. I also work with many, many scientists and, you know, and, and all the people in the, in the mystics, Akashic record readers, astrology, quantum physicists, all of this stuff. So that I know it's kind of, kind of can sound way out there compared to what I just, you know, spoke about digital marketing and doing it, but, but I am driven my main drive if I can just say, is to raise the vibrational frequency of the planet. We live in, there's, we live in duality currently. We live in love and fear, right? And we all shift into those different vibrations, right? You can be in a room with 30 people having the best time. Everyone's there. Someone comes in with a heavy vibration. You're like, that person just brought us all down, right? Or maybe it's your partner or your spouse or your friend or your what, whatever it is. What we need to do is learn to keep our own vibrational frequency at such a level that we're we're not brought down by others around us. Of course, it's it's virtually impossible at all times, but that we do our best to do this so that by nature of your frequency alone, not doing anything like, you know, 
Light overcomes darkness always. It's dark, but when the sun comes out, it always permeates through. When light comes through the window, it takes out the darkness, right? So by being a lighter, more divine, more higher vibrational frequency human, checking in with when you're the one who did shit wrong and not pointing fingers and looking within always, always, always constantly, we lift our vibration. And by lifting vibrational frequency, we live in the frequency of love. Therefore, we emit love. Therefore, we allow others to step into that vibrational frequency. And that will be and is predicted in Mayan calendar year 2032. And in so many areas, we can find this with the shift, not only with the planet, like the planet changing, but also just what is predicted. There's a lot of positive hope that we're shifting into this higher level of frequency. So anything that lines up with that, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. So what do you do when uh, there's naysayers or people come by and they're like, I don't believe in this. What are you talking about? I just give me a pen and a paper and I'm there. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know, A, you, I really learned that you can only help people who are ready to help themselves. So those A aren't my clients. They're not my friends. They're not my, I don't wish them any bad, but I, you know, I tried to help everybody for a very long time and it was really uh, tough on me physically, physiologically in so many ways. And so I can be of best service when I keep my vibrational frequency at a certain level. Therefore I surround myself with like resonance in science, it's resonance. So two uh, objects vibrating at the same frequency will attract law of attraction. So I'm so powerful in the knowing of who I am fully expressed that I attract like-minded people. So it's very, very rare that those people even show up in my frequency. And, and if I do, I recognize it pretty quickly and I'm not mean or anything. I just, my time is so limited. I don't have time to coach those people align in friendships, have time, do retreat, you know what I mean? And so it just, it typically doesn't even, it doesn't even show up and which is based in science. <laughs> well, what do you tell people that you do when you meet people? What do you tell them that you do for a living? Well, that's why I think I need to come to you to do the intro. I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I typically just say, you know, I'm, you know, if I'm going to introduce myself on a platform, like a clubhouse, let's say, or something with audio, I'm saying, you know, I'm Kristen Balter, founder of Soul Tribe Camp founder of Soul Tribe Digital and the Magic of You program. So I can just sum up all of those things. And then I just say that my absolute fast fascination and my geek out is combining and aligning science and spirit because that's where we need to go. We've been so run for so many reasons, you know, like industrialism and just so many reasons that, that the education system has gone a certain way for years and years and years and years of just documented and that we've been depending on science. But and science is amazing, but science is only science until it's disproven. So it's given us a lot. It continues to give us a lot, but we cannot eliminate spirit and mysticism. And this is welcomed by so many of the Eastern cultures. It's just that in North America, we've denied it. So by denying that, we deny self, right? And, and in my opinion, and I, again, I'm no you know psychologist. I've got my Bachelor of Science and that's it. But, but based on the stats, like we have all time highs of anxiety and depression, especially with, with students and children. And I think there's this huge element of denying self. I was in Satguru's room the other day, listening to him talk. And the, the child, he says, by 11 years old, must adopt that they are a cosmic being before we pass them along to the education system. And then they're being, you know, entrained to listen to this, do this, operate this way. 
Right. And so us who haven't had, you know, hopefully this next generation, like our children and our children's children will have this beautiful opportunity to not be put in a box because I do believe that with COVID, we all got sick together. And for the first time we have the opportunity to all awaken and heal the planet together. So I hope that we're going to bust through education systems and all of these things, right? They take time and they take a rise in, in vibrational frequency of love and people to step into the le- like keep talking, but more doing right. And even Sat Guru said something along that, like, uh, how do we align the thinkers, the thinking brains with the actual doing brains? Right. And I'm saying like, like I said, just keep the, di- keep the dialogues going, but more doing step into your do it drives me nuts. When I walk around my streets and look in and see so many people sitting in front of their TV, sitting in front of their TV, sitting in front of their Netflix. Great. Do that once in a while, put your head down and see how you can contribute to the change because we need you. We all need everybody now more than ever. We're all change makers, you know? So I think I went on a tangent because it frustrates me <laughs> that we are, we are so powerful. This is my point, and that, but we've lost our, our divinity. We've lost our essence. And many of us got lost because religion was beaten down our throat, you know, or, but, it, but it's not about that. It's about there's something bigger than all of us. It's legit. I mean, I can see it, thankfully, because I'm a seer. I didn't always see what I see, but, you know, I, I'm crying in the shower just before. I cry with gratitude every day, every day for what the universe gives me. And, you know, you can access it in so many ways, but it's source and it's universal consciousness and denying that will not help you at all. And it can be a difficult path because delivery of the mainstream is not so clear, but, you know, check into some Eastern cultures and stuff and, and tap into their magic, Kundalini and Buddhism and all these other things. It doesn't mean you have to be a Buddhist. Just see what, what the world is, is doing because they all line up together at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Having an open heart and an open mind is, is all that's needed. That's, that's True. the first step. So yeah. Simple, right? yeah, it totally yeah. is. Is there a question that you're asked more than others? Well, recently, because I've been stepping into these science things, you know, I've been hanging out with a lot of scientists and doctors. And recently, because I've been also, so I like to channel right and channel pain. And what does that mean? I just allow source to move through me. The more you become a clear channel, the more you can allow source to just like bring the messages. So things that I've been writing, so I'm writing a book right now too, things that I've been maybe writing about or speaking about for seven years are just being recognized now. So, uh, you know, my father's a neuroscientist. I have a science degree, but things weren't adding up for me because I, you know, had, I, I crossed over at 18 years old. I was in a huge car accident. I kept saying, I can see myself though outside of myself. And, you know, I think there's finally a Netflix documentary. And I said, that's exactly what it was like for me. I heard there was. I heard about that. It was fascinating because I would try to explain to my parents and they would say, well, you were just probably, you know, you had too much uh, Tylenol threes or, you know, you were just kind of out of it. But it's so, you know, so I've all these things that I've been writing about for even more than seven years, just documenting like a child documents the journal And then I began to share with some scientists and, you know, and they start began to validate me saying, you know, a lot of this stuff is based in science, for example, vibrational frequency. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just knew that my dad would talk about solids, liquids and gases vibrating differently. And then I thought, what about the human and how come I can see auras and feel people's vibrations and know in my gut, if you know, this person's right around to hang out with and, 
you know, just this, this, we all have intuition, right? Which is the sixth sense. And there's at least 11 dimensions that we know of. So I see outside of the sixth sense. So I can see spirit, I can paint and spirit shows through and I can ask to photograph. I can close my eyes and see with my eyes closed. I can hold crystals up and see down to the molecules. I see in the molecules of things. And that right now for me, so I get questions around that, but this is when you said, for example, naysayers, that doesn't even matter to me because this is my journey, right? This is for me to unlock and unfold. And for many years, and, and listen, the veils are getting more and more. So I didn't always have all the gifts that I have now as I allow them to flow through. Because it's, it's also scary. Like, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? You're not going to call your parents or the police when you're like, I see molecules and you know people that aren't here. I see spirits. But that doesn't matter to me because I know that it exists. And it is a pretty cool experience, though, to have scientists and doctors interested in what I'm saying and and having it line up and having really deep conversations in that. Cause I think that that's about me stepping into my own change maker. Right. So again, like just walking the walk and talking the talk. I think that when we start our businesses from a space of complete authenticity and, and what we know and who we are, rather than trying to step into like, I want to be a realtor because I make lots of money. That may mean, well, you're meant to be an artist, for example, <laughs> you know? And so I'm living the truth. I'm really living my truth around being the change maker, which means coming out and stepping up and putting myself right out there in all my spiritual gifts, even though it can make me look like a crazy person. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter to me because, because many scientists can't even look what I'm saying is like, mm, but the cutting edge ones, we're talking and we're talking a lot and we've got groups and videos and other scientists and other people writing books and doing great things. So, so that's fun. That's really fun to, to be a part of that. It's definitely all the questions around all this, all the senses and, and, uh, and that those, those are the, those are the leading <laughs> things that are, are happening in my world today. So what would you tell somebody that's denying that part of them, pushing that yeah. down and yeah, they, I, it's fear, of course, because, or it's, they want to make money or it's, they're going to school and thinking this isn't real, whatever it is they're thinking. A hundred percent. I have to be really careful here. Cause again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, a scientist, but I believe that by denying self, this is where we have rumination. This is where, you know, so I like to say before, when we touched on, I, I went down a, a midlife crisis. I was determined to change my midlife crisis into a midlife awakening, right? So thankfully, you know, I was, I was already an adult to, to do this. So I was a bit more knowledgeable and empowered in my travels and I had the resources, but especially for our children and our teens, right? Like our teenage brains, the prefrontal cortex is already still not in full development till closer to 18 or even now, I think into the early twenties, they're saying, so they can't reason, they can't rationale. Ah, that's why things can be chaotic, right? So already, and then some, some of our teens are getting beaten down with religions that maybe don't make sense to them. Some of them get beaten down by parents who are just struggling to do the do and can't, you know, and just, and then just school and society and government and all these different messages. But the thing is, there's no right or wrong way to do you, you know? And it, like, if you're not killing people and all that, I mean, we're, we are meant to live here and live in our greatness. And this is happening. This is the way of the future. People are waking up. People are waking up and they're waking up fast. 
And that's been one of the gifts of this pandemic, I think, you know, a lot of time in silence, a lot of introspection, a lot of death meeting us so close that we have to look at what does it mean to live and what is important to me, you know, and who is important to me. And so I think that that for all of these people, the, the closer you can get to stepping out into you, and sometimes it can be hard, but, you know, maybe, maybe just as a tangible tip, I would say, start to write it down, start to journal it, right? Start to journal who you are and what it looks like. So, so this is something accessible because I really, you know, I have a teenager. So I really think of these kids too. So anyone can do this. You can be 30, you can be 50, you can be a teenager with no money, no access. And, uh, and, and if everyone else is telling you things that don't line up for you, you do this, you journal and you write letters to yourself and you begin to write things like I am, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm a good person. I'm a great human. I have plans. I have missions. I have big dreams. I'm more than they told me, right? And you start re- everything with the I am and you write it as in the space it's done. So, so even some things you might know, but you're not doing it. You still are those things. And you really step into that power of you. And then from there, you keep doing that. And you do that every day and give yourself maybe two weeks. Do it morning, noon, night, whenever you want. Do it three times a week. Do it whatever you can, but make some time for it, maybe five minutes a day even, and then you can take it in, you can journal, you can listen to music, you can listen to like spa kind of music. I like to tap into Kundalini music, 432 hertz frequency, 111 hertz frequency, vibrational frequencies that the planet will will allow like that love vibration so that you can love yourself because loving yourself first will allow you to bring love to other humans. So you need to be gracious and gentle on yourself to start. And then from there, you're going to see empowerment rise within you. Once you see empowerment rise within you, then you can start to speak it to other people. Don't speak it to the people who don't understand you. Don't try to bring it to the people who are beating down your throat, something that you don't believe in. Start speaking it to your friends. Start speaking it to new people who you want to become your friends. You can feel intuitively that align with you and start to create alignments. Reach out to people like me, reach out to people like Lauren, reach out to people who understand, who know this frequency, who you feel genuinely have your back. And if they don't, if they don't say, I get you, I understand you, I want to help you, I want to line you up with some some people, then they're not living in their greatness. So it's not you. And then do it again, do it again, do it again until you align because we're more powerful and we collaborate and co-create and and so we need to be supported. We must be supported by humans. And, and this is happening and people are out there. And hopefully I didn't go on too much of a tangent. <laughs> no, you did not. Now, what hurdles do you personally face and how do you overcome them? Oh, let's see. I mean, I'm a mom. So, and my daughter and I. <laughs> you're, you're a mom of a teenager. So I, I already know the answer to that. Yeah. So we are exceptionally close. And I promised myself that, you know, my parents are incredible, but they sort of, because of their generation, raised me. I say they raised me in a box for the first half of my life because they wanted me to be successful and fit within society. And I spent the second half of my life trying to get out of that box. And so with my own daughter, I promised that I wouldn't raise her in any box, which meant, you know, her father is Jewish. I was raised by atheists. I'm, you know, believe in source and God, you know, so so that she could, she could make her own. And so that that's not been a point of any contention or challenge. I just, it's this consistent 
letting go, but keeping her close because she is a teenager, letting her go. But so allowing to have autonomy, right? And sovereignty and learn and choose what that is for her. And she makes amazing decisions. She's a beautiful artist and singer with beautiful friends, you know, but me being a mom and staying close and pulling back completely, that's probably a, con a consistent, you know, right now things are amazing, but you know, that can just hit you one day as a mom, like <laughs> fiction, what is it that life is stranger than fiction, right? We cannot be prepared for any. And so my, con and then my consistent challenge is to not be thrown off, right? Not be thrown off by other people, except the dark side of my dark sides of myself that might show up sometimes, right? Where in, in, and check in with them and spend time working on them. And, and then I think the final thing I would say is just not enough hours in the day. You know, I got up very early and I go to bed at about one in the morning. You know, we have a team at the moment of nine from, you know, America, America, Canada, Philippines, India, Pakistan. We're all in different time zones. We're all different religions. We're all whatever we work. We have so much fun together. So in human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which means I run off of creativity. So when I'm in the creative zone, I literally do not need to sleep. So it's fun for me to roll like this. And when I sleep, I sleep well, but I could do with more hours in the day to do more. And so right now my consistent challenge is when balance? do we take on, is it yeah, like when do we balance? take on a new team member so that I can pull myself out? I, I work with one mentor right now and he says, do you have a business, Kristen, the other day? And I said, yeah, of course I have a business. Like I'm multiple. And he said, tell me. And then we went, through it and he said no you don't have a business because if, if you're not there will that business survive tomorrow so he says business is when you are running you can completely step out and that business runs itself so I'm getting I never want to be not out of the business right but I'm trying to with my team I'm consistently building them so everyone can live in their greatness right the person who's good at graphics does graphics animation does animation website does website coach does coach, you know, each person really lives in their greatness. So I'm not micromanaging them. They're really happy together. We function as a team and, and, you know, they don't need me all the time. Yeah. I'm and not, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> and balance. Yes. But balance is different for each human, right? Like, again, like if I'm running off creativity, the but things I, that I do today are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love what I do. So I keep going too. So uh, yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the odd thing about podcasts is you're interviewing me and I want to know all about you. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, oh, do you have a morning routine, but uh, you just stay up all night and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and create. <laughs> I, I do. I do. In a sense, I, I don't ever make any appointments before noon, which was like, you know, and so uh, I leave that open. That means that when I'm free, it allows me time to channel, paint, write, be creative. I typically, though, someone from the digital team calls me or something and we end up working. And that's good, though, because I don't feel rushed. It's like, oh, yeah, I have an hour here and they know they can get me because we're completely 12 hour clock behind. Seven in the morning is seven night for them. Ten in the morning is ten at night. So it's, these are good windows. And, you know, I make I make my coffee. I got off it for some months, but I missed it. So that's back on. And I just uh, tried, I, I really try to do every day as gently as possible so that I don't feel rushed. I think that with rush, I had this metaphor. I, I got stressed out one day and said to my team, one of my teammates, like, hey, come on, we've got, no, I've got to stand, da, 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 da. and they worked so hard. And he sent me five minutes later, a photo of him with his toast. He was, and it was burnt. He's like, look what you made me do to my toast. And I said, 
I'm never going to burn anyone else's toast again, because it's true. Like you can make people get in accidents. You can cause them. They don't live in their greatness when they're rushed. So even though we have tons to do, I always try to ease into my own day and then meetings and then the whole day goes from noon till late. So what do you, you went through this midlife crisis, but you, you gave up a year, your eat, pray, love kind of year. You came out of it and you created this new intuitive branding business, which is just to me so cool. And here you are seven years later. Yes. What do you think you're proudest of besides your daughter, which she has her own path anyway. Yes. What am I most proud of? You know, I love that song by Sia. I play it all the time. I was listening it in the shower and I sent it to, to uh, my web, one of my main, main web, main web guy. And uh, like my main person that I chat with, he's in his 30s, such a great human. And I, I sent him the song and it's unstoppable. And if you play that in your morning and it's just like, I'm unstoppable, it's so badass. And it just, I listen to songs like that that lift me up and get me going and make me step into my, I am unstoppable. And like uh, Sakuru says, I live like a bird. I don't want to live on the ground. I want to fly. And it's risky. You know, it's risky to step out there and go against the grain. And it's risky to say all that you are because people might not like it and they might see you shining and they might pull you down. You know, it's so many reasons wherever you are at that it can be risky, but I don't care. We, we don't have, we only have so much time on this planet. Like I'm living it. I'm living it big and I'm going to try and help as many people as I possibly can. And I really am proud of, I'm proud of seeing the people that I've worked with, whether it's they should do a drop in mastermind on a Saturday and they never come back. I see them change and they thank me and they tag me and they post me. I don't even have to do my own Instagram stories half the time because people tag so much stuff. But it's just me giving what I've learned, giving, we're just all sharing information, you know? So that, that really lights me up and I feel good about that. That's yeah. really incredible because I asked you something else. I, was, I, I made a note. I was going to be like, the Sia, anything Sia really lights me up inside. I asked it to you differently and I just made a note to say that lights me up and you ended up by saying it, that lights me up. It. Yeah. I love it. Do you have a message of hope that you want to give? I have message of hope. Yeah, I really think that, like I was saying before, I really think this this tipping point is here. So this this duality of love and fear. So if, for those of you who don't know, there's a there's a woman called Marianne Williamson. She writes incredible books. She really deciphers what was a channel written book called A Course in Miracles. And so she has multiple books called A Return to Love and Self Love and all these things based on A Course in Miracles. And so what A Course in Miracles says, and therefore by proxy, she says, is this duality that exists of love and fear. And that's what I touched on before. And when you look to that in terms of science and vibrational frequency, we are in the duality of both love and fear, but that is shifting. And so I said, you know, my calendar as an example in 2032 says that's the tipping point. So that's close, but it's also really far, you know, but if when I look at it, the sense that my daughter 14, she'll be 25. You know, there's, there's, those are change maker days for, for these people and these Gen Z's who I see in some of our groups who are really stepping up. And I think that the time is now. And I think that, you know, we talk about 
you hear like, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. We're living the age of Aquarius. Like there's never a better time to be alive. We get to see and witness and we get to be a part of this change, right? We don't just have to be at Woodstock. We don't have to be hippies. We just have to be humans doing the best that we can do. And, and again, like, I think that we have this opportunity, this beautiful opportunity with this pandemic, like so sad and unfortunate, like how many people have, you know, obviously like lost their lives and are suffering, but 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 we have to stay in our positive and our light worker vibration and really step into the change. And so the and so I just try to focus on the best I can do and take my own ownership for helping as many people as I can so we can step towards the light together. And I do think the future is hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I think that's a great message of hope. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed that. And I need to have some time to get to know you more. It's beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Kristen's messages of seeing the world and ourselves through a new lens, vibrating at a higher frequency and attracting more of what we want into our lives. Be sure to tune in Friday for producer, dad and coach Steve Morris founder of Coast Camp for Kids, the funnest place for kids to be happy over the summer. Steve's overcome screaming sideline parents for decades and a lot more as a coach and a parent in the dizzying world of youth sports. Raising his three kids and finding that the world of backyard and pick up ball with your friends changed drastically. Steve's authored a tell-all and funny warning to future parents, reminding them what we all really want, which is joy in the process. Be sure to tune in Friday for that. I will have links, by the way, for everything that Kristen mentioned today and for her social media and all of her programs on the website, 52weeksofhope.com. Also, don't forget that I am on Clubhouse on Tuesdays in Club Pod rooms and on Thursdays for the Hope Club. I also will have rooms starting on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with daily motivation, <laughs> gratitude, and manifesting rooms just for 10 minutes as a great uplifting way to start our mornings. Those will also be live streamed to the Facebook group if you're not a member there. So it'll be a lot of fun. Just go to the website if you need any more information and go ahead and join our Facebook group. Love to have you there as part of that. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to share the love, tell two of your friends about the podcast and leave us a positive review. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.